0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess we're bringing this all up, obviously, because uh, I don't like I think as a result of this book, Right Forget Foucault, there was like quite a rift. I mean, I don't know the full background of the story, but I think uh, like Baudrillard was kind of shunned by the French intellectual circles. Is that
1: right? Well, you can't come at Foucault in the 70s. He's at Collège de France, the premier school. He's king shit. Still friends with Deleuze at this point, and he's enjoying also celebrity. So Baudrillard, younger, the iconoclast extraordinaire, he's relatively unknown, or not nearly as popular anyway, but he comes at the king with an article entitled, as I said, Forget Foucault, Um, and the easiest way to draw ire from Baudrillard in the first place is to be a celebrity at all. That's true. Let alone one that talks about power. So <laughs> Which is ironically.
2: Letter slide in the matrix and stuff, right?
0: So Pills, I'm hoping you can kind of explain the argument to me from this because I mean I got I think I got the basic outline from reading the introduction and the and the and the text, but you know i did i did i was reminded because i guess i haven't been reading french philosophy lately i was very much viscerally reminded of the obtuseness of sometimes the the, like the <laughs> way there's a lot of um you know there's the typical thing where there's like meanderings and like like kind of like mentioning different views of different things and like you can't really tell if it's his view or if he's like presenting someone else's view and he's clearly talking about ideas of other philosophers without naming them a few times like i think Deleu- a lot of deluzian concepts come up i think if i'm not mistaken which I don't read Deleuze, never read Deleuze, so like that stuff was... It was unclear whether he was presenting Foucault's views, Deleuze's
1: views, or his views. I don't know. Help me out here. I was shocked how clear this was.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Fairly <For, laughs> accessible. For Baudrillard,
1: For at Baudrillard, least, compared to For his uh, his later work. But he's much more direct about what his arguments are than uh, something like the Gulf War never took place. I also True.
2: wanted to say that this is the most French essay I've ever fucking read. Like, far and away since... It literally included a phrase like the political economy of the phallus. And I'm like, only a French philosopher could combine revolution and sex together into a phrase like that, like the twin obsessions.
1: Oh, yeah. About a third of it is about pornography. So Yeah, Yeah, right.
2: It also opens saying Foucault's writing is perfect.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. That was which, interesting. Which is
1: a very interesting. Yeah. Uh... Only he could use "perfect" as an insult. Well, Open there it there, is. There, well, there, that's right. what I was
0: just going to say. Without I didn't I I read the introduction after reading the main text, and I noticed and and to me, without knowing, obviously, it did immediately come across as sarcastic to me at the beginning. I don't know if that was correct or not.
1: No, I think he means it's literally too perfect, yeah. why, yeah, too perfect which is why it too perfect which is why doesn't too because it seduces
2: you with I mean, its like perfection it's a perfect it's a perfect uh reflection of the phenomenon that he's trying to explain which for baudrillard is a sign that what he's actually trying to explain is probably something like dead and irrelevant now well you can definitely tell that when reading Foucault's books right like uh my understanding of him as a kind of theorist, or like his method, his approach, right, was that he was a bit of a perfectionist, right? He would apparently spend hours and hours, um, in various libraries researching his topics and, and write and rewrite his texts. And you can really see that, right? Uh, you no, know, Victor was making fun of French philosophy earlier and I 100% sympathize with but you read Foucault's books and there's actually a lot of literary virtues to them right? Well
0: Foucault's way clearer than this. Yeah. Foucault's writing is generally pretty clear I think. Yeah. I mean uh, when it comes to like when when you on balance uh, like thinking about French philosophy generally it's pretty easy I think.
2: Yeah and it has like vivid phrases right? Like everybody remembers the intro to uh, Discipline and Punish. Everybody remembers you know the history of sexuality volume 1 where he's like we must cut off the head of the king. Uh, People really remember, you know, the Panopticon and stuff about knowledge power. Like he was very precise and pretty uh, in the way that he constructed his books and his articles. I I find it all pretty difficult. Yeah.
0: So pills, like help help me out here. Like uh, you know, what's what's what do you what do you take to be the main argument, and then and then I'm gonna see if what you say is what I took away from it or not.
1: (laughs) Well, I thought I. We haven't really talked on this podcast about May 68 yet. So I was seeing okay. this in the context of May 68. So should I just explain the thesis or talk about May 68 first? I think that's a good idea. Uh,
0: whatever, whatever, Yeah, maybe whatever you think makes the most sense.
1: Okay. So after May 68, there was a big general strike in mainly Paris, and it was looking like there could be a communist overthrow of the De Gaulle government. Um, And it was crucial for the French left because all the guys that we talk about, they were young, a lot younger than we know them from the heights of their careers. But they're all in like various communist parties. Some were Maoist, some were Marxist-Leninist. And there was a a quite powerful French communist party. It wasn't winning elections, but it was like it was relevant. Um, So there's a general general strike largely of students and the trade unions and we don't need to go into too much detail here, but the radicals wanted to uh, overthrow the government or call an election and the, po- the Communist Party, this, or the way that the French left, academic left felt was that the Communist Party betrayed the students because it settled for uh, wage increases for, for workers rather than like revolution. So the radicals felt betrayed because they had all this energy. People were in the streets, barricading buildings and all that. And the Communist Party sold them out. So to them, this was symbolically the left dying in in France or the radical left dying in France. So then the response in theory to this, uh, you can kind of tell is people don't really know whether they're Marxists anymore unless you're like Mm Sartre. But everyone else is trying to figure out, okay, what do we do? to be Marxists now that the Marxist party in France is a, a lib party, basically. <laughs> um, and obviously, Foucault has one sort of answer to that. Deleuze and Guattari and Oedipus have one sort of answer to that. Uh, Baudrillard attacks both of them. So this is against both Deleuze and Guattari and Foucault, mainly Foucault, because his previous book was more against Deleuze and Guattari. But you have to read this entire paper through desire. What is desire? Yeah. Is it the is it the psychoanaly psychoanalysis desire of lack, or is it the Deleuze desire of production? And this is mm-hmm. what his main criticism of Foucault is here: is Foucault doesn't have any desire. He has no location mm-hmm. for desire in the subject because all there is is power. And this is why he he criticizes this text for being too or it's basically uh. Foucault's history of sexuality is the main reference. But he says it's too perfect because Foucault has this wide ranging analysis. Baudrillard calls it a spiral that starts Mm -hmm. at the widest possible social layer, like uh, actual institutions, institutions, uh, the church, psychiatric institutions that define or they have, they proliferate power. And this goes all the way down to the individual where you internalize power. And that's just what happens from top to bottom in, in a, a system of power. And that's what's yep. too perfect. right? There's no cracks. Reality is complete. It's power from the macrocosmic to the microcosmic. You can't make any actions in the world because it's all just power anyway. So if power is everything, then it's not really anything. And Baudrillard's quite incisive uh, remark here is that he's just describing capital except he's mirroring capital. And describing capital is uh, no longer revolutionary activity, it's just mirroring the status quo. And he says actually the same thing about Deleuze, that Deleuze wants to turn everything into flows, movement, productivity. Well, Mm. that's the same thing that capitalism does. So Baudrillard's out-radicalizing them, I think, is his his goal and saying, you're just copying the world around you um, and admitting defeat, basically.